This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Blessington, County Wicklow. 700 feet above Dublin and 18 miles away from it as the road climbs around the hills. This is the last hour of 1959. Dark and the clouds are moving low overhead. A light rain is falling and in one of the outlying parishes the bell is ringing for midnight mass. And from the square and sturdy tower of St. Mary's, the bell that's been sounding through the town since 1628 is ringing for the watch night service. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unaware. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Midnight. No stars are reflected in the lake as the new decade comes in. January is born under an oppressive sky. But even though the night is cold and damp, the town band is playing under a single light, and a few couples are dancing slowly to the tune associated with the midnight of the new year. Blessington through 12 months. The idea came to me because I live 12 miles or so south of it and pass through it most days of the week. Important things happen in it and near it and trivial things and they make up the picture we hope to show you. Blessington was founded in the reign of Charles II by Archbishop Boyle 
whose architect laid out the long, wide street. In those days it was called Burgage, and it became a posting stage on the old coach road to Carlow and Waterford. Long after the sound of the coach wheels died away, the steam tram came puffing importantly up from Terenure. Now you get there by bus, to Valleymount, to Annalecki, to Ballymore Eustace, through Blessington by bus. 1960 was to see many new things in Blessington, things that kept cropping up in the normal routine of the village, and perhaps the most startling thing was the appearance of a modern hotel, skillfully constructed behind one of the pleasantly dreaming house fronts that make up the long and unpretentious street. You've done something very adventurous, haven't you, Mr. Byrne, in starting a hotel in this locality? Well, I, I don't think so. Uh, I've lived in Blessington for nine years, and every day, and particularly at weekends, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of cars passing through the village without stopping. I felt that there was an opening for somebody to have a hotel or an inn of some description. Nobody locally appeared to be anxious to start such a place, so with the cooperation of Board Falta, I decided I would try. Well, now, what effect do you imagine the hotel is going to have on the life of the town? For example, employment. Good, very good. Uh, even now at the, the building stage, the hotel has done uh, a lot for the people in the village because we have men working here who are staying in houses around the place and most of our employees go to little local restaurants for meals yes. and they go to the local pubs where they have a drink and so forth after work. Yes. Uh, the girls about to be employed are all in, will, will require clothes and that sort of thing and the yes. local shops will provide these things. Mm -hmm. As far as we are concerned, we have a number of local girls employed and we have uh, contacts with local butchers and local dairy people and so forth, where we get our supplies. You, you will get your supplies locally? Oh, yes, house, that right? will be the idea, yes. generally, yes. And uh, we have a chicken farm of our own at Carrigan, Blessington, see, yes. where we'll provide uh, poussin and uh, yes. eggs and so forth. Blessington, being high and exposed, gets all the weather that's going, good and bad. The year wasn't a fortnight old when the first snow came. The village and the area around it depends very largely on CIE road transport, and already the crews were finding difficulties. You're on the way home now, aren't you? On the way home now, what yes. Time? You won't make it as, as early as usual tonight, will you? Uh, no, I will actually be about two hours. Will you? On the running. Yes. Delayed. Delayed, yes. What, what are the roads uh, like here then? From the, the roads are part of around Wicklow, down Lavender, around there. Six inches of snow. As, as drifts much as, as much drifts as that, yes. in some places. Just drifting this morning, I thought. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a lot overhead still, I think. Yes, and uh, we had a trailer, and the trailer was very difficult to walk on us. Yes. And we got stuck for about an hour with it on the hills. And, yeah, you, you, got, yeah. you got out of it all right. Yes, yeah. yes. What's your mate think of it? 
You think oh. there's more to come? Oh, yes, I'd say there's plenty more snow. I and see. the roads will be more difficult this evening. The, tonight, it'll be far harder to travel tonight because it's frozen. It is frozen, yes. frozen, it's, it's yes. freezing now, yes. Freezing very hard, it is, yes. Yes, much harder now, yes. Mr. Schmidt, the manager of the new hotel, is a Viennese, and snow conditions are quite familiar to him. How do you like your first winter in Blessington and your first snow in Blessington, Mr. Schmidt? It is a little bit surprise for me seeing here in Ireland snowy roads and icy roads. Yes, well, you're used to them at home in, uh, in Vienna, aren't you? Oh, yes, and I can see it when you travel along the roads, that some of the travellers are not used to the ice on the roads because the cars are skidding away. They are indeed, yes. This isn't your first winter in Ireland, of course. You've been in Dublin for quite a time, haven't you? I'm here now the third year, yes. You're enjoying it? Oh, yes, I do immensely. It's a lovely old house. Oh, yes, and as the proprietor, Mr. Ellenburn, put most interest into its recondition, and I hope, and I can say, we will do everything to the success. Getting the car to grip the road again wasn't easy, and the boys who'd been snowballing ran to push, shouting, Give her the boot! Snow covered the grazing, stopped the hunting. Edward. Yes. Hello, how are you? Yes, are you enjoying the snow? Oh, yeah. Any hunting today? No, we couldn't hunt because of the snow. Yes, where were you going to meet? Well, it's bad Oh, there was, it was so bad over there? Yes. We're not the only I, place getting it. No, I rang up in the whole countryside. Looks like lasting too, I think. Looks rather like it, I'm afraid, yes. Have you got to fodder those sheep of yours? Well, we offer them fodder, but these mountain breeds won't have it. Why? They, they prefer to forage for themselves. And can they manage that? They seem to be able to, yes. They get heather sticking up and patches of gorse. live on that. Roof round in that at all? Yes. Any I've seen standing down the fields just don't seem to be doing anything except looking at the snow in a despondent sort of way. Yes, so they, they do find a living in a wonderful way. But that snow didn't last too long. Then it came back again, thawed again, and early in February, the town suddenly filled with horses and pink coats. The Kildares were meeting there. Glasses from a vast silver bowl circulated, and the sun shone on riders and foot followers and those who had come to look on. Reminds me of a very gentlemanly I hunted many years ago. And you were hunting hounds? Yes, when I was hunting hounds. And we were just outside, I think it was Tinode. That's quite near Blessington. Quite, quite close to Blessington. We never go there now. No, we don't, not now, but uh, in those days we did. And um, suddenly I was sitting on my horse and I saw a great big the hounds found, giving very good tongue, and suddenly a large grey dog fox. I think he must have belonged to Will. In fact, I know he belonged to Wicklow Hills. What happened afterwards? He came out and came out about 200 yards, paid no attention to me at all, and then suddenly he went back in again into the cover. Yes. That was a funny thing, wasn't it? Do you remember it? Yes. And then suddenly he came out again. And again he came out, and then he looked round, 
And then he went back in. The second time. Listening, I suppose. And then the third time he came out. And he went straight up. Followed by the entire pack. And we had a really good hunt. Do you see? And he went straight into the mountains. He knew he was being hunted by He knew that he had, he had left his wife behind him in the cover. And nothing would have made me kill that fox if I could have helped it. Yes, really good. Once the hunt was a familiar sight in the town, but it's not seen so often nowadays. Is it a long time since you saw the hounds passing your door? Like it's quite a long time. When, uh, how far back would you say? It seemed to be about, uh, about 20 years. As long as that? That's all. It's a great show today, wasn't it? But well, there have been a meeting down at the Rusborough House. Since oh, yes, that, yes. They have yes, been there. Yes. I suppose the steam tram used to pass this oh, house yes, too. Oh, steam tram is about Did you travel on it often? Pardon? Did you ever travel on it? You did, of course. Oh, of course, yes, quite often. I travelled on it as a child, yes. but I can barely remember. Mm -hmm. Right beside those trees, did it? Yes, it ran down the side of the street on the rails. Mm. Your memory must go back a long way. Oh, yes, of course. More snow, and snow sculpture began to rise. The work of eminent young artists Finton Byrne, Vincent Byrne and Michael Tully, directed by an architectural student, Manus O'Donnell. There was a deer with a real deer's head, fitted to a rather cow-like body of snow. There was Sir Winston Churchill, and there were other figures. Uh, there was a snow woman who looks very like Jane Mansfield. Is that who she is? Uh, Marilyn Monroe, actually. Marilyn Monroe. Well, Marilyn I'd, Monroe. I'd say she was Miss Mansfield. I don't know. But the most interesting thing of all is the one beside me, the recumbent figure, very like Strongbow. Is that, is that... Yes, it might almost be modelled on Strongbow. Or it could just be a corpse by the wayside. It's rather ghastly looking in this light. <laughs> well, he's faded away somewhat from the first time we started to work on him. I see. He was more solid then. How long did the whole job take you? Well, about four or five hours, you know. Did it? Sunday afternoon. Yes. And what about you? Were you helping? Yes, well, we brought all the snow around and all. Oh, you didn't do the, the actual artistic work? No, really. Man no. did that. Yes. What weapons had you for that? Your poor hands or a, a spade and a trowel and a few spoons and things like sure. that. <laughs> well, I must say it's very rough. Most remarkable result. Grey weather again. The birds could only produce a thin thread of a song. Here and there, a ploughman was blackening a field, but there wasn't much else doing. However, indoors, things were being planned by the Metropolitan Regatta Committee as I sat by a hissing log fire, for the regatta was to be rowed over the lake course for the second time. Much work had been done already, and the minutes were read. Messrs. P. Grannon and T. Cal would advise the Honorary Secretary regarding the level on or before the 5th of February. Mr. Finton Gilhini kindly volunteered to provide a tractor and some heavy ropes to help remove the three stumps and some uh, at the start. Mr. P. McGuinness stated he would endeavor to borrow a pulley ratchet and Mr. Arthur McMahon would provide a boat. Starting gate in lieu of state boats. And later the regatta date, already long decided, was formally proposed and passed. Uh, I would like to propose that the venue for the 1960 regatta be blessed. 
and the date the 16th of July. I second that, Mr. Chairman. Another indoor activity was the practices of the Blessington Brass Band, held by the conductor, Mr. Mulreed. Most of the lambing was in March. Dogs muzzled, lights in the fields, delicate lambs being bottle-fed by kitchen fires, constant searching after strays. How old are these ones? They're the rest of the week old, aren't they? Yes. So they wait until after St. Patrick's Day for you? Yes. These are the only, only lot of twins we have so far, out of 27. Uh, have you any risk here from foxes or anything like that? Well, we do get a few other years, but we haven't had any this year. We lost one, I think. The one died, isn't that it, really? Yeah. you take any precautions against them? Well, we have a lamp out at night oh, yeah. on, a, on a pole. As a member of the hunt, I suppose, you wouldn't dare do anything more than that to the dog. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Wouldn't do it to put down poison or anything like that. Too dangerous, anyway. At night, you could hear the curlews crying overhead. Spring had to come. The hedges had to bloom. In the morning, the rejoicing birds sang. Pigeons cooed, dogs barked, and suddenly it was Easter. And the choir was singing in the church of the Most Holy Sacrament. perfect. Warm sun, blue April sky, cool nights, and Punchestown just a week off. Punchestown lays its grip on the country for miles and miles about it, and Blessington's only a short distance away. It's understood that not much work will be done for those two days. Plans are made for going to the races, and many certainties are discussed. So you get a lot of good information for Punchestown? Oh, no, not a lot. Not a lot? No, not too much. Do you know anything at all? Well, the only horse that I've heard is a horse called Killstar. He's carrying a lot of weight, but at the same time, I believe he's a very good horse. Mm. Good tip. Killstar? Yes. Well, I'd have a shot at that. That's in the, it's in the first or second race. I've seen his name there. That's true, I promise yes. you, though. Oh, yes. You, you get will. over later on. I will, yes. Good. Bye-bye now. It isn't only at the Toto with the bookies that money changes hands at Punchestown. There are many opportunities inside the course. Yes, he'll sing Tom Dooley post, lads, and after that, he'll sing the Pub with Nobium. 
Tom Dooley, Faust, and after that, he sing the Pope with no beer. Get your license here, anybody else now? Hey, Take the banana chocolate. Right pears, apples, bananas, or chocolates. Think it's in your own little car, one shilling each. See, Bob, and number 28 down here gets on another Bob. And a height of good luck to lady. Hold out your hand, lady, and I'll pay you. I'll never stick it out, lads, pick that up, dear sweet lady. But don't excite the ladies now, hold out your hand. I'll never stick it out, lad. The little lady said she can't draw. Right, look. Now, where you like? Sixpence drop. Another one shilling and six again. Now, where you like? Where you like, lad? Sixpence draw. Now, where you like? Try a look for a channel. If you don't try, you cannot win the same. And the more you buy, the more you win. And the more you win, the more I grin. This was as attractive as ever, but I had to get my money on Killscar, my chosen victim. Hey. Demoiselle. Demoiselle, 20 half crown, 710. Six, uh, Kilskar. Kilskar had a pound to win 13 bob, 711. But how could Kilskar win with my money on it? As number three, Desmond again led the field to the winning post, other disappointed voices grumbled. Desmond's the winner. Desmond's the winner. Desmond's the winner. Ah, well, it is. It's not stern now. It's not stern now. Although the Paulofuca Lake lies below Blessington, there is no water supply to the houses of many farmers. Because the lake is a reservoir, cattle may not be watered in it, and buckets have to be carried over considerable distances. Oh, How far have you to go? To oh, it? it's uh, nearly a quarter of a mile, I suppose. And, and that must be a good many journeys every day. Yes, often, some it. days I often had to go five journeys. Mm, in all kinds of weather. All kinds of weather. And you need it for yourself and for livestock. Livestock and, and the An enterprising group near Valleymount, headed by Father McGeehan, decided to do something about this. A water diviner found a well for them. They planned a tank at the top of a hill and an electric pump to force the water up from the well. And every weekend, when the weather was suitable, these voluntary workers dug their pipelines. When the weather was bad, they sat indoors, preparing plastic pipes for jointing. From the tank, smaller pipes branched to the houses that were going to use the county council grant for getting in a water supply. The pipes were lying on the surface, ready to be put into the long trenches, and as well as being able to carry water, they also carried the sound of Father McGeehan's voice. Is that you, Father McGeehan? That's right, Mr. Davison. What sort of piping do you call this? This is for the delivery, is it, or for pumping the water, water, bringing the water up to the tank? This is the delivery line. Going down to the houses? No, coming, coming from the well to the tank. Bringing the water from the well to the tank. Ah, yes, I see. And how thick, what size will the piping be in the houses, then? Half inch going into each house. Uh-huh. That's a good deal smaller than this one. Much smaller. Right, thanks. That's where they have cattle, they'd have three quarter inch going to their farmyard. Uh huh. Goodbye. Goodbye. Father McGeehan took up fishing when he came to the district, and he distinguished himself early in the season. She told me that you had all the implements for fishing, but that you weren't getting on very well with it. Now I find that you've taken a, a monster of a trout out of the lake, <laughs> a record trout, isn't that so, Father? <laughs> Oh, just by chance. What was it? 
What, what, what does it weigh? Uh, two pounds, 11 ounces. Well, that's something good for the lake, isn't it? Well, very good. And I believe you sent the scales up to Dublin. Mr. Richardson has sent them up, but he yes. has no report back yet. No report. Just... He thinks it's a very old trout. Oh, I see. Well, anyhow, you're begin it's, it's beginning, okay. isn't it? You've blooded your rods, if you can <laughs> say that. The lake is a reservoir. It works turbines to provide electricity. It has attracted fishermen for 20 years now. A regatta is held on it, and it has still more uses. On the 8th of May, the Blessington Sailing Club was founded, and an enterprise-class sailing dinghy was formally launched. Well, is that up hitched up high, Mary? Is she hitched up as high as possible, so she's not going to crash? All right. Keep her tail up. Keep her tail up. The class chosen, the Enterprise, is explained by Captain Harbord, the new club's commodore. Uh, the Enterprise is an all-round type of boat for pleasure purposes. She's 13 foot 3, with um, 113 square feet of sail, and she is a light boat for trailing behind mm -hmm. small cars. Um, she is a pleasure boat as well, to the point that whilst she is a first-class racing boat, you can, if you wish, so put an outboard engine on her and enjoy her from that point of view. Yes. She's a family boat. Yes. And certainly the cheapest on the market. And can be made in, at home. And can be made at yes. home. They'd supply them in kits. But the suitability of the Enterprise over, say, the Mermaid for these waters is something that only experience will show. Blessington, in most years, has quite a number of visits from travelling shows. This year, nothing appeared until nearly the end of May. A carnival with dodgems and roundabouts and canned music. The weather broke with rain and thunder. But it improved so as not to spoil another and much bigger carnival. This was the fate in the grounds of Rossborough, Sir Alfred Bight's house, a mile from Blessington, in aid of UNICEF, the Royal National Lifeboat Institution and the Wexford Festival. There were stalls, riding by the Olympic team, a parade of great racehorses. The Georgian house was open to visitors. The famous pictures were on show. There was even a very junior puppet performance. Oh, it's lovely. It's just like you. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yes. Oh, well, I better hurry along now. Goodbye. There was every possible way of extracting money. <laughs> Even the downright insulting. What do I do here? Well, you pay two shillings. For what? For any, any one of those we give bottles. you anything in a bottle. We we'll guarantee a win. We guarantee a bottle, sir. Well, we don't guarantee what's in it. There's... You pick your card, Mr. Davidson. I pick my card. There you are. Three of diamonds. Three of diamonds. What do I get for three of diamonds? <laughs> Castor oil. Thank you very, very much indeed. Blessington entered again for the Tidy Towns competition, hoping to get a prize as the town that had improved most since the last competition. Hoping, indeed, like all the other competitors, to get the prize for the best town in the country. The long, straight street lined with trees and the handsome cut granite here and there makes it easy to look attractive.
Since the previous year, entertainments have been given to help raise funds for this town that has no council or cleansing section of its own. Those who were interested met regularly to hear the progress reports. Uh, it was mentioned at the second last meeting that there was an unsafely equal tower spinned over the footpath above that uh, the two houses owned by Mrs. Matthews. We all know that that tower was stuck in plenty of time and we've seen it in the past in a row. And also that there's a dump of material uh, in that vicinity. All that has been tied up and cleared away. Naturally, things don't go smoothly all the time. But outside those who attend the meetings, is the town really interested? What are people doing about the, what are they thinking about the Tidy Towns competition? Oh, here's the paint for it. <laughs> oh, the paint? Yes. Oh. Just arrived. You're, you're We're all going yeah. to paint. Yeah. Do it all. What, uh, what colour? Uh, grey? Uh, grey, yes. yes. Grey and uh, Asia blue. What's it? A mm. light grey mm. and Asia blue and primrose windows. It's not so long since oh, you did the primrose press. window should be lovely. Yes. yes. No, it's, it's not so long since you did the front up, though, is no. it? Ah, yeah. oh, well, it That's needs to be done, you know, after the wind and, and after mm. the wind dust and all that. Well, are people enthusiastic about it? Oh, they are, very, yes. Most mm. enthusiastic. Good. Yeah. Rustborough fate, tidy towns, serious pursuits. But here's something thrown together just for the purpose of having fun. A barbecue by the lakeshore. Young people gathered round the Blessington Skiffle Group in the soft after midnight darkness of June. Long planning. No one since last week. Good. The, the best things are, are, are done as quickly as that. Are. And the whole object of the thing is no object at all. No, for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. Looks as if we're going to have fun too. Oh yes, I'd say so. My goodness, what better thing can you ask for than a, a night practically mid-June, isn't it? Oh yes. And the sky Lovely. like that. And the stars. And the lake. Lovely. And the band. Everything's just perfect. Down at sea level, down in Dublin, they were holding an international dental congress. And when it was over, a group that shared archaeological interests as well as dental ones stayed in the hotel in Blessington to read papers and explore ancient sites. Some came from Stockholm. Would you recommend people to stay here, actually, in Blessington? Well, yes, certainly would. It's yes. a very, uh, very good place for us to have this meeting at, and it's very handy. We have been able to have our 
lectures uh, in a good room and uh, certainly yes. had a good time. But uh, otherwise, for the ordinary tourist, do you think this part of Ireland is attractive? Oh, yes, I, I do think so. We have the uh, Glendalough nearby, yes. and we've been there, and we have been to other places. Personally, I uh, rent a car uh, for two days and went over to the west coast to uh, oh. Galway and north yes. of Galway, and that was a very fine yes. trip. Well, you got through a lot of work, I think. You look very serious this morning. Oh, yes, we have uh, had very good lectures, and you see, yes. this circle is important in so far that here we could discuss questions which we could not discuss in uh, in great societies. All round Blessington and everywhere else, sheep shearing began, with men using the hand-turned or the motor-driven machines. How many have you done this morning? Five. I don't know. Like, that's about a 40, then. Mm. How fast are you getting through yourself? I about, it's about 23 or 4 an hour. That's, That's fast enough. Well, it is. Yes, it is. We'll have a good day for it, anyhow. Yes. You get it all done today. Oh, yes, we will. Oh, it was a glorious day of sunshine and white clouds, a rare sort of day in the uncertain weather. Still, a start had to be made with the hay. It is. Good day for, for starting the hay. Yeah. Oh, hike, hike, hike. Is that all you want? Yes. It'll keep dry for you, I think. Oh, yes, the queen. Yes. Are you going to make a picture? No, I'm taking recording the sound oh. of the machine going by, and I'm recording your voice at this very moment, too. That's yeah. <laughs> Though you didn't know it. This meadow belonged to Bernard Hanlon of Butter Hill, close to the lake. You've got a good day for this, anyhow. You've got a lovely day for this. Yes, you'll, you'll do a lot of this field in the course of the day. I expect to do all this field today. Yes. Are there many mowing around here now with um, horses? Well, I saw three men mowing with horses ye yesterday. Good. The tractor isn't winning everywhere, then? It isn't winning everywhere, no. I find the horses just as, as quick for mowing. I suppose you do. Yes. And have other uses for them oh, as well. Other uses as well, they're one cheaper. Yes. Not a tractor. Ah, oh, there's something a lot more attractive in the live thing than a bit of machinery. Oh, dear. Yes. As well as being useful, the horse provides a certain amount of employment in the town. A saddler's business isn't a kind of thing you see everywhere around here, is it? No, but there's a few on the same. Yes. And you, it does give you employment? Well, it does. Yes. Just uh, half a day's walk, kind of, in the... Yes. The horse is still continuing to be used around here. Well, it has, yeah. Of course, you're in the mountain part. Mm -hmm. Do you think that'll be for long more now? I wouldn't think so. No. Um, no. The tractor's replacing it. Only they are. They're up to the top of Liffey Head and yes. up the top of the mountains. And do you think that'll continue? Oh, it yeah. certainly will. What makes you think that? Well, you're in 1960 now. Mm -hmm. You're not back, uh, well, we say 30 years. Everything has improved. Yes. Still, the tractor's depending on, on fuel, petrol. Uh, well, that may be, but 
Still, the horse costs a lot of money too to keep. It does, but supposing in the case of war now, you get the supplies cut off. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it'll be only a day's work. The war will. Ah, yes. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> the garage in a country village is something that's not rigidly confined to its acceptor trade. Now, this is the job. It's not the car at all. It's this. What do you think? Could you manage the job of welding on that? Yeah, we could, yeah. The axle is very bad. It's going to the center, do you know? Yeah, we could weld it up all right. Yeah. Will you do what you can for me, anyway? Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll. How long do you take about? If you want it this evening. Oh, no, no, not at all. No. Oh, no. Well, Monday or Tuesday? Yes. Right. Take about a quarter of an hour or so. I see. I'll yes. pick it up on Monday. That repair was not to a car or a tractor or a mowing machine. It was to a garden wheelbarrow. Civic Week in Blessington opened on the 9th of July. Proceeds in aid of town improvements. Concerts, dances, a gymkhana, and the Artane Boys Band. of the entertainment was brought to an end by rain and thunder, but we saw the band again later in the evening. And we were also to see more of the rain at the regatta. wasn't a complete washout like last year, but it wasn't completely dry and windless either. Never mind, we didn't, and in spite of everything, it was a wonderful two days, with, among other things, a sensational win for Garda on the first day, rowing with seven men only. Next day it blew quite hard, one crew sank, a sectional boat split, and the course had to be shortened to shelter the crews from the wind that came off the mountains and blew across the unprotected start. The weather couldn't be helped. The arrangements were perfect. The result of the regatta committee's winter nights of planning. Down at Paolo Fuca, a seasonal maintenance job was going on at the ESB power station. One of the main intakes that bring water to the turbines was opened for inspection. A damp underground tunnel with all the weight of the lake water pressing against the steel gates that close it. 
How far underground would you say we are, Mr. Glennon, in this we're, gloomy place? Uh, we're approximately 100 feet underground at the moment. And how long is the tunnel back? It seemed a long way coming up. It's roughly a quarter of a mile. Is it as long as that? Yes. And now we're right up against what? We're right up against the main intake gate, which stops the water from the lake from coming into this tunnel. So there's only that thing between us and the whole of Pulapuka Lake? That's all, yes. And there, are, there is further protection uh, of dam beams in front of that gate. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the purpose of emptying the tunnel like The purpose of emptying the tunnel, it's to repair any damage which may have been caused by erosion of the water yes. uh, passing through. And this is a kind of a seasonal job? That has it is, yes. Well, this means shutting down the station down there, I suppose. Oh, it means that the whole station is out of commission while this tunnel is empty. Yes. There's no water to drive the turbine. Above ground, holidaymakers were enjoying themselves on horseback. This is what's called pony trekking, I believe, isn't it? Yes. How long have you been out? Since Saturday. Since Saturday? Yes. Weather wasn't so very hot, was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, what do you do at night? Well, we camp in a tent. Camping, have you, have, a tent. you have a tent at night. And you let the horses graze then? Yes, we tie them up. Yeah. And you're on your way home now? Yes. Well, you, you won't do it in one day? We'll hardly do it in no. one day, anyhow. Where have you got to go to? Um, we have to go to near McGaney. Oh, yes, Carlo. Near Carlo. Yes. Well, it's between Carlo and Athai. Uh -huh. Well, I think the weather's taking up a little bit today. Yes. Maybe you'll be tempted to do a few yes. more days on the road. And then the schools closed. And I went off on my holidays, warning Blessington to do nothing of note in my absence. Almost immediately, two houses went on fire. When I got back, I was told that nothing much had happened in my absence, except that it had rained. But the year was taking shape in its second half. Events were rounding themselves out, and things were coming to completion. The regatta had been planned, the regatta had been rowed. The sailing club had been founded, a race had taken place. The young grass had grown, grass had been mown, and the sheep that had wintered through snow and storm and sunshine had lambed, surrendered their fleeces, and been brought to the sheep sales. The surroundings of Blessington form a beautiful background to whatever happens there, and the mountains and lake were bright in the distance as the auctioneer moved from pen to pen in the sales yard. What do you say yourself? You're the boss. Ah, we got started fairly well. They're on the market and going to be sold at five guineas if I can get no more. I'm six nine bid, seven nine bid, seven nine bid against you on the right, against you on the left at five pounds seven. I ain't going to sell. Eight nine bid, ten nine bid, five ten nine bid against you on the left and against you on the right at five pounds ten, and I ain't going to sell for the last time. I sell. Your Honour. Up we come. Standing from yes. All right. Thank you very much. On the inside, and there's. Eight horny yours, and the owner is. Right, same man in different stores. And what age is that? This is the Fleming family playing outside the sales yard. They travel the country in a caravan, making music wherever there is anyone to listen and to put hand in pocket. What way did you come along before you got to, to Blessington? Well, we come on from Galway, down into Tullamore, 
Were you in Galway for the races? Yeah. Oh, did you have a good time there? Well, we only had the one day because the weather, you see. Yes, the weather was Terrible against, weather. You must have found it bad. Keeping, well, I, I keeping don't... Keeping a fire. Yes, this is fairly hard. All right, sir, to yes. try and manage the fire. Well, they're away. But they get a bit of fire from me, see, before they go in. Yes. Of I don't go with them at all. The, the men and the little boy goes together. I have to stay here because of the young baby, like, inside. Oh, you have? Yeah. But you can play yourself, too, anyhow. Yes, I can play a little myself, too. And all these three boys can play. All yeah. the three lads, yes. yeah. What do you think of Blessington now for a time? Well, I'd like it, and I'd like the people. Do you? you, you I, I imagine the people now from Kildare to Newbridge, Nias, and out as far as we are now, I think... Anyone shouldn't say anything. One of the signs of autumn is the appearance of a large board at Cross Chapel advertising motocross. This strange and thrilling sport always arrives in September for one afternoon only. The motorcyclists tear out cross country through fields and over ditches, but the most alarming part of the riding is in the gravel pits, where the course takes them up and down the loose cliff faces. Immediately after the start, they come bucking and skidding up a steep hill. spring, the gardener of the local branch of the Irish Countrywomen's Association had planted the wayside flower bed as usual. It's a familiar sight in Blessington in its granite enclosure. Now came the news that it had taken second prize in a competition organized by Board Foyle for gardens belonging to organizations. And for individual business premises in the town, the first prize went to Mr. Power's Bar. I didn't plan the color scheme because my wife did it. Well, your wife has great taste. Yes. It's improved the appearance of the town no end. <laughs> they were still without news of the Tidy Towns competition, but to help them bear the strain came late in September Duffy's Circus. Well, Mr. Duffy, you're late with us this year. Yes, we are a bit late this year, all right. You see, we're on our way now in for the winter. We'll be pulling in now at the end of this week. I see. Where do you spend the winter? We spend the, week, uh, the winter in Dublin. In Dublin? In Dublin, yes. And when did you set out? We set out just before uh, Easter. That's just before yes. Easter, then we have about seven months tour altogether. Yes. And now, do you find that uh, bad weather is of any advantage to you or disadvantage? Well, it is actually, and it isn't. Uh, of course, too bad. The weather is too bad. It affects us a lot for the grounds, the fields, going in and out yes. without transport, you see. But as far as business is, uh, is concerned, as far as business is concerned, I mean to say, well, if the wet weather keeps the people from uh, the summertime, keeps them from being on the beaches, sunning themselves, they have to come indoors for to see yes. something, you see. So, so their misfortune is uh, set to my advantage. That's right, that's indeed, yes. yes. What sort of a break do you get now, from October to April, about? We get, uh, well, about five months. Yes. We're about five months idle, where we're getting prepared again for the summer, you see? Mm. Painting and repairing. Yes. Well, I bet after a long tour like this, one night stands, you, you're in need of a rest. Oh, indeed, yes. We're looking forward for it now, indeed. Good.
faced the relevant facts beyond any reasonable doubt. The efficiency of the system had, however, yet to be proved, and until this had been done, no positive decision for or against could be taken. The Tidy Towns Competition. Glenties County Donegal has again won the national award in the Borthfoltz's Tidy Towns Competition. This is the town's third successive win since the competition was started in 1958. Glenties had a score of 90 marks out of a possible 100. Portumna and Rathvilly County Carlo followed with 85 marks each. The special award of 100 pounds... Don't imagine that Blessington was discouraged when the results were announced. Mrs. Byrne of the Irish Countrywomen's Association describes how plans for next year were being made before the news item was heard. The aim of the committee is to improve the town. Uh, we think we can do this because uh, so many details will be attended to that um, we hope they will bring the town up into a, a better category yes. next year. Still, 74 is not so bad. With only You've only been at it for two years, haven't you? That's right. Yes. Uh, we entered the town last year and we didn't get very good marks. So. We, ha we worked so hard this year that we hoped we might win the £100 for the most improved town. Yes. What did you get last year, by the way? We got 34%. 34%. Well, and you got 74% this year? Yes. Well, that's a terrific improvement. The cycle of the year was being completed. Thrashing began and the hay was home. The hay that had been cut in the storm and sunshine of July. Well, that's, that's the hay I saw being cut. That's the hay you saw being cut. Yes, you've managed to save it well. Well saved, very yes, well yes. saved. Things haven't gone too badly with Not you, then. Too badly, you fared off well with the hay. Yes, it's been pretty bad around other parts uh, of the country. Wash a lot, wash in other parts. Yes. What what have you got over here? That's um, oats I've got oats. over there. Oh, you've been fortunate there, too. It's lucky with oats enough. Yes. Yes, saved well. I wonder, do you think the rest of the year will be... I think the yesterday year will dry, dry yes, much yes, better. It, it couldn't be much much worse. Camping with any worse. How have they done in general around the lake? No, they're fairly well around here. But it wasn't the same story everywhere, and the weather got worse. There were gales and floods on the roads. Overall, it was a late harvest and a poor one. In mid-October, the Reverend D. R. C. Hilliard preached at the harvest festival. But yet, whether you go back the old, old days when men ploughed the land with a wooden plough and scattered the seed from a basket under their arm, or think of today with the modern tractor and combine, the fundamental truth still remains of our dependence upon God for the necessities of life.
Agricultural work slowed after the harvest, and the other work, the hard work of early winter, the work of digging and pipe laying, and setting up the tank on top of a hill, that came to an end when the electric pump was switched on. The pump that raises water from the well and forces it uphill to the tank. And from that tank, the water will flow down to the farms. And another piece of work came to an end on the last day of October, a long and valuable lifetime of work, when Mrs. O'Donnell retired from teaching in the school in Blessington. How many years have you been teaching, Mrs. O'Donnell? Uh, Forty-five years, all spent in Blessington. All here? All here in Blessington. Well, you must have seen the, a lot of the people in Blessington now growing up, uh, a lot of generations of, of oh, Blessington certainly. people. Oh, you, may, you must almost be a grandmother to some of them. Yes, certainly. I've had the children's children back in school. Have you really? Yes. yes. And do you think uh, the children of today are any better or any worse than the children of when you began teaching? Well, I think there's really no difference. Of course, when you're dealing with little children, well, they're always much the same. Yes, I see. What about the parents? Do you think they know more about the, the children? The parents are certainly a lot more interested in the education of the children and more helpful. Yes. What do you put that down to? Better uh, teaching in later days? Better. Uh, parents are more enlightened. Yes. And taking more of an interest. You must see a lot of changes in Blessington too since the oh, time you began. certainly quite a lot. We've had a new school and we've got a new church in yes. my time here. And, and in, the village has improved very much in, in, in the last... In its general appearance. In its appearance. Yes. And uh, now you've said goodbye to the school forever. Yes. I suppose you'll have a look at it, though, now and then. Oh, yes, I go in now and again yes. and enjoy a visit. Do you feel a sense of relief? Certainly I do. You do? I felt lonely leaving the teachers and the children, but I, this new life is wonderful. Yes. Settling down, being a housewife at last. Yes, that's what it is really, and you enjoy the feeling of not being tied to time. The year slowed in the darkness of November, but a new cycle of seasonal activities was beginning. Hounds met again, the beagle packs reappeared, and parish groups started to prepare plays for the Ballymore Eustace Drama Festival of January 1961, originated by Father Dowling. Well, I should say perhaps one of the people who got the idea that it might be a good idea to have a rural drama festival in yes. this locality. Did uh, people pick up the idea with enthusiasm or did they...? Yes, it was most enthusiastically received. We had a very good entry last year and we hope to exceed last year's entry this year. The companies you had weren't afraid of, of competition from, from other ones? Well, at first they were some people who hesitated in entering in festivals. They thought that the standard would be far too high, but we assured them they would be competing against the people in the next parish, and that gave them confidence, and now they are prepared to take on anyone. Good. And how many entries did you get last year? I think the number was something about 15 to 24. 
That's very good. It shows a lot of activity in, in the neighbouring parishes, apart yes. from anything else. Uh, dramatics is a, a very lively uh, interest in this uh, locality. And how many have you got this year, do you think, so far? Well, entries haven't started to come in, but from inquiries, I think we will have at least 24 players. So I suppose all round us, uh, there are rehearsals going on every night now? Every night, I think, there's rehearsals going on somewhere. Announcing the next witness, Mrs. Munro said very clearly, call it out so that the whole courtroom can hear. Now, we go from the magistrate. You call out next witness. Next witness, Mrs. Munro. It's not the breaking of the window so much, Your Worship, as the black shadow of cast on Johnny. One moment, Mrs. Munro. What is it about his shadow? The black shadow, Your Worship, I've cast on Johnny. Who is Johnny? Me husband, your worship, through no fault of mine. The shops were preparing for the Christmas trade. The seasonal atmosphere even entered the nearby state forest of Ballyward. A westerly gale was roaring through it, and the forester spoke about... The Christmas tree. Because that isn't the whole purpose of this forest, providing Christmas trees, is it? No, no, Mr. Dibbs, no. What does it go to, the thinnings? Well, well, it's mostly for pulpwood, and they go to a tie to the... The, the wild board in the tie and the pavements, and now it's a commercial timber. Yes. What about pit props? Is that trade dead? No, it's not dead, but it's not as active as it was. No. Yeah. At the moment. Well, now this, of course, this does come once a year, the, yes, the, Christmas, the, the Christmas tree. Do you get dealers coming up? We do, yes. We get uh, several people out from Dublin. Our division, they said about 40,000 Christmas trees a year. 40,000? 40,000, and the income is. Uh, from 5,000 to 7,000 pounds. That's yes. over the whole country, the Falser Division. And can a private individual come up and buy a tree? And well, any individual whatsoever, yes. I see. And there's one going down now, it looks like. That 30-footer will decorate the street of Blessington. And, of course, the time for a certain operation was approaching on every farm. Christmas comes but once a year, dears. These are all bronze, or bronze and white you have? Oh, mostly white. Mostly white. white. Do you like to prefer the white ones? I much prefer the white. For, for eating or for selling or for, for upbringing? For all purposes, for upbringing as well, because I find they're very healthy. Yes. It can't have been a good year for them. No, I had no losses. No losses Except at all? By accident. What sort of accident? Uh, well, different accidents. Yes. <laughs> Some committed suicide by drowning and oh, well. others uh, hung themselves by the electric light. Yeah. Well, I suppose these will be going off now to, uh, to the market. Well, I have... Now the mailbags began to swell and multiply. This Christmas rush is part of the fun of the season, but it means hard work for postmen especially country postmen. But I suppose your bag's getting heavier and heavier every day. Every day is getting very, very heavy. Yes. How far how far do you go in the day? Well, I do the village here. I do down all the new cottages, 36 cottages yes. down there, out far to Burns, Burgage and back. Then I continue on up the green here and on up bars across chapel, up all around the Red Bong and back down by Dillon's down down to Leafy Cottage and back here to the village again. Hmm. Then I do have to go on over to Lurgan Harnish in Newtown Great 
and all across back over Kimmelum, Glenmore, and back by Ballycalay. That's a long day this time yes, of year. No, it is. Yes, and then the bags have got very, very heavy. I'm, I'm sure they have. Very but I, I bet you're a very welcome man, every house you come to. Oh, very. Yes. Pills <laughs> and everything yeah. else, cards and so forth, and parcels. Of course, the parcels, there was a table of parcels. But uh, there are a lot of people away from here in England. There are a lot. Yes. Great lot. Of course, they'll be all coming home now, you know. Yes. For Christmas holidays and so forth like that. Yes. Well, it's old. a great thing that it only comes once a year, I think. It isn't is, it? no doubt. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it leaves a lot of extra work when it comes, like it, Christmas it week. You'd never stick many Christmas no, weeks like this. No. no, anything more than the weather favourite is very. Many of those who came home for Christmas were from Ballymore Eustace. And here's a curious explanation of why they were away. But I think the cause of it all was the myxomatosis, because they had a great living. Uh, do you mean the, the killing off of the, the rabbits? Killing of the rabbits, yes. I believe. It was mm -hmm. the biggest part of immigration around this village and every village like it. Wasn't it? Oh, it was. Why, was there a big business? A big business done in the public houses and trade, because they were all earning a great wage. How much? Well, they could earn from six to ten pounds a week. Trapping rabbits? Trapping rabbits. Or shooting? Trapping, oh, trapping, no, trapping yes, yes. and ferreting. Were many people doing that? <coughs> you could average about 40 around this village. Many as that. Mm. A week before Christmas, it was falling dark and the street looked sad. Under a thin drizzle, a group gathered round Father Crinion, the parish priest. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to light up the Christmas tree here in Blessington. I hope the bright lights be symbolic of the happiness and the enjoyment that comes to you during the festival season. On this occasion, I wish to wish all in Blessington a very happy and a Christmas and all the joys and blessings associated with you enjoy them. So it gives me great pleasure to switch on the lights. Father Crindon pressed the switch and the tree that was cut down and fell to its death in Ballyward Forest shone out in lights above the carol singers that came from the Curragh. The Civic Guards observed the season too with another glittering tree outside the station. The street was full of light. Things got busier and busier. They came back for Christmas holidays from schools, from the city, from England. The bus services were doubled and trebled. Buses on this line tonight? Uh, I think there are, yes, yes. three buses. It's, it's, a, it's a big lot of traffic. For, it's a, lot of them, a lot of them came back from England, I think, tonight, didn't they? Yes, a lot. They seem to have that. Hmm. I see a lot of them asleep in there. Oh, there are two yes. yes. Is it the busiest night? This is the busiest night, yes. yes. It starts now from tonight, sure, getting too. very busy. What part of England did you come from? Birmingham. Birmingham. That's where you came over by the mailboat? Yes. Was it crowded? Very, very crowded. Yes, very crowded. Did you get any sleep at all? No, no sleep at all. You looked like you hadn't, too. No. Well, you'll probably get some more sleep in the bus. It's nice and warm. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Wish you a happy Christmas. Nice, thank you. Thank you. And then it became truly Christmas time. A quickly narrowing span of days to the eve. To the warmth inside and the cold outside, and to the Christmas story.
mountains were powdered with snow, and at night it didn't get quite dark. message of the angels was heard again, glory to God in the highest. It was Christmas Day. Not quite a white one, but very clearly Christmas Day. Christmas, and a clear Sunday to Saturday week to follow. On St. Stephen's Day it snowed in earnest, and in the snow this was heard. In this part of the country the verse isn't sung and the words aren't remembered too well, but it was heard. One last week of 1960 to go. One last week to go. So let's tie up a few loose ends. You remember all the work in the spring on the scheme to bring water to houses some miles from Blessington? You remember the motor starting and the tank filling? Well, I suppose when the water came, you didn't know yourself. Oh, it was great, all yes. right. Great. Uh, how long did you have it for? Uh, about a... A week? A fortnight, about, 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 about a fortnight, oh, yes. Maybe perhaps longer. And why is it cut off now? Well, uh, the tank started leaking. Oh, it I had see. to be mended. Yes. And then 
they had to do some more pipe. I suppose yes, I suppose all the houses aren't connected up yet. Not yet, not no. yet. No, they have to finish the rest of the houses, yes. connect all the houses. It'll be a great day when they're, oh, it'll be a when, great when day. they're all connected. Oh, well, you made go good use of it, I'm sure, when while you had it. Oh, did I did. That short time, yeah. Has anyone put in a bathroom yet? Not yet. Not yet. And the supply to the cottages is not yet. The water came on, but the tank leaked and rain delayed the repairs. But it's only a matter of a couple of weeks now until this, the second scheme in the area, is completed by direct labour. And a third scheme is already going ahead. Then there was the trout Father McGeehan caught earlier in the year. Its scales were sent to Dublin by Mr Richardson, and he told me that his age turned out to be... Five years old. Five? Is, is, Five that, is that old for the lake? Uh, well, more or less average. Yes. And what are the um, what are the other dimensions? Nineteen and a half inches long and two pounds ten ounces in weight. Mm. Is it a usual thing? You often send scales up to have yes, them examined. Yes, uh, any interesting fish, not only here but anywhere else, the normal thing is to send them up to the department and get them read. Yes. I suppose the proportion of, of coarse fish is still very high in, in the lake. Yes, well, the only coarse fish in the lake at the moment are perch, perch of yes. which there are far too many. How did they come there, I mean, when the river was running in its original bed? Well, the original river hadn't got any perch no. in it. It had a lot of small trout in it. Yes. And when it was flooded, I understand there was a, a small pond uh, near Rossborough, which was full of perch. And, of course, when it was flooded, the perch got into the lake and... That did all the damage, it. did it? That yes. did all the damage, as far as we yes. can gather. Well, certainly from that day, they've never looked back. No, the perch haven't, but yes. the trout have. <laughs> the trout have. Do you think that'll be readjusted in time? Uh, I'm afraid not. The lake is too big to um, deal with the perch in whatever methods we know of now. Yes. Uh, by yes. netting, uh, trapping mm. or anything of that sort. Well, when you've got a lake with, what, 20, 25-mile coastline, yes. it's much too big. Yes. Too big. I'm afraid nothing very much could be done about it. Things passed, and among things present that we haven't mentioned are the founding of a musical society and, at Valleymount, the opening of a hall with a fully equipped stage, a local enterprise carried out by direct labour like the water scheme. Things to come. Among the things to come to the area are a technical school, the building of a clothing factory, and a revival of interest in granite cutting that looks like keeping at home some of those who returned from England for a holiday. This feature has no climax. A year has no climax. The calendar and the heavenly bodies mark off its course, but it has no true beginning or end, because seasons overlap and plans, like the plans for things to come. Long before the Christmas tree was lit up, the wood pigeons were cooing again, and the daffodil spears were pushing up through the hard ground. We end the feature where we began, on the straight, wide road through Blessington that gets all the weather that comes its way 700 feet above sea level, gleaming under rain, pounded by hailstones, carpeted by snow, warm to the touch in the good days of summer, patterned with leaves in autumn. This street saw the hunts, lorries driving cautiously over ice, Hikers bound for Balter Boys or Ballon Clay, scooter clubs in procession, and the flash and whir of racing cyclists. Tourist coaches, sheep and cattle moving to the sails, 
the caravans of the travelling people and the gleam of Christmas lights. A happy new year. Maybe people spoke that wish without thinking of world probabilities, although the weather that's forecast. But they spoke it sincerely. And it looks like being a happy one for Blessington, and a prosperous one. And this year, it was wished under a clear midnight sky. And the bell that's seen in so many New Year's rang in its 333rd year. Soon, they say, they'll have to turn it in its frame because the tongue is wearing it. But that's for another day. One year in 333 years of a town, such a small span. But the things you've heard go to the making of a country year and all the years build up history. <laughs>